Hi, and welcome to Take Every Thought Captive, our weekly look at the Catholic intellectual tradition and an exploration of the author's books and topics that have shaped Catholic thinking for 2,000 years. I'm joined this week by Dr. Benjamin Smith, lecturer in philosophy for Catholic Studies Academy, to discuss why intellectual development should be part of our plans for personal improvement over the next year. In other words, we're here to talk about that dreaded thing called New Year's resolutions. Right, Dr. Smith? That's right, yeah. <laughs> have you kept yours? Do you have any, Jason? Or no. Or do we not know? No, I, I simply just refuse to. I just keep putting it off. So we'll see. We'll see. What, we'll see what happens in March or something. Hey, you know, I, this just gave me a great idea. It'd be kind of like that version of uh, early Christian heresy where you put off baptism to like right before you die. Yeah, and then you, you, like, you do it. Put off maybe like your New Year's resolution to like the last week of the year. And, and then, then just mail it, it right there. You just, and just keep it for that one week. You're like, man, I'm perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a full year. I mean, there's no reason to get started right away, right? <laughs> we got plenty of time. <laughs> Part of our, our goal at Catholic Studies Academy is to improve and to add something to the intellectual development of Catholics, um, wherever they may be. Uh, we offer courses in um, philosophy and theology, and so we thought this would be a perfect topic for us because this is actually uh, something that we want to do and we want to help uh, better in the world today because there's many different things out there that take away from authentic and more importantly deep intellectual development that's out there. Uh, many times we can skim the surface or you know and then you know if we really want to go deeper we have to go seek out a four-year degree or something like that so we're here to kind of uh, fill that gap of intellectual development that goes beyond basic catechesis um, and so I just want to invite our listeners, uh, if you've just joined us in the new year here, um, uh, check us out at catholicstudiesacademy.com. We have videos, we have podcasts, we have uh, blog posts, uh, and then we also have courses uh, that you can subscribe to as well, both in philosophy and theology, how the church has asked us to study uh, these two things, these things together. Um, so Dr. Smith, why don't you get us started here? Uh, why should intellectual development be part of our plan for personal improvement well you know jason uh uh, uh you know the we're kind of joking about it at the beginning but you know the new year's often is uh the beginning of the new year's is often time for where people take stock um uh and and think about last you know the last year and maybe ways in which they want to improve over the next year uh you know uh famously uh you know gyms um and health you know uh sort of health gyms weightlifting places like that you know uh, YMCA sees its highest <laughs> increase, you know, in membership in those first several weeks after uh, the new year. Um, and that speaks to, you know, desire for uh, improvement. And while we can kind of uh, sort of make fun of it a little bit, and that's fine, I think, to a certain degree, certainly uh, the idea that we should be improving, we should be uh, bettering uh, ourselves, uh, bettering our ability to serve others. Um, that's a good thing. That is something that um, is a good aspiration uh, to want to to improve ourselves, overcome our defects. Uh, sadly enough, very often though, this just gets regulated to really kind of very often the health of the body, right? Yeah. Um, and and not just even the health of the body, really vanity about the body um, that we want to look a certain way so that we can feel a certain way about ourselves, etc. Um, and while well, certainly physical health and, and a certain amount of fitness is um, appropriate. Uh, and good, and part of a flourishing human life. There are deeper and more important aspects, certainly the spiritual aspect, certainly our relationships, significant relationships, and then also the life of the mind, right? The life yeah. of the mind is very often a part um, that gets left out uh, in terms of our um, improvement 
Now you might, uh, a listener might right away be saying, great, oh, now there's another thing I have to throw on top of all of my <laughs> other self-improvement plans. This is great. Uh, and I get that. <laughs> and so I want to say a couple of things as we get, as we work through this about just sort of in general thinking about, um, you know, plan of life and how prayer and relationships and uh, intellectual formation all sort of kind of fit together in that. Uh, just a few things. But uh, does that make sense uh, that we yeah. want to address that issue as part of our plans? It's important for us to to look at the 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 whole human person when we're you know if we're trying to develop a uh, um, a New Year's resolution or something like that. Like you said, many times we'd simply choose the body, um, mm-hmm. you know, and which is good because many times sure. the things of the body affect the things of the soul. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I remember going to confession and uh, you know the priest would sit there and go through all these kind of you know, do you get enough sleep? Do you work out? Do you drink too much coffee? Do you drink too much beer? Like, you know, he's like, all of these things physically, you know, affect you, uh, can affect you spiritually, you know? And so, I mean, the two, the two are definitely connected, but, you know, many, like you said, many times they just get, uh, the, the intellectual life or the spiritual life simply gets ignored or it gets kind of put in second place, whereas actually, Mm -hmm. you know, it should, uh, it should have primacy of place. Now that doesn't sure. give you a reason to be, you know, <laughs> physically lazy or something like that. Right. But, <laughs> right, right. Oh, the intellectual life right. is higher, so you know, to heck with right. working right. out. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, you don't want to uh, uh, only read the Summa and only eat Krispy Kreme donuts. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that would not be a, a balanced approach. But there are important reasons, you know, for uh, prioritizing our intellectual development. Yeah. Uh, one of those, um, to be sure, is. Um, kind of inward looking a little bit, but that's okay, I think, in terms of our self-cultivation. Uh, so, you know, all of us have the powers and capacity to think deeply, uh, to think with rigor, uh, to think with um, uh, acumen and detail and depth. Um, very often we leave that that ground fallow, though. We often leave that, that soil undeveloped and uncultivated. And that's really, in a sense, kind of letting ourselves down, right? We're, yeah. we're not flourishing in the way that God has intended for us to do um, if we're not developing that part of ourselves, right? And in fact, a lot of, in, in some ways that I'll sort of illustrate here in a few minutes, I think our ability to, our cultivation of that um, allows us uh, to excel in a variety of other kinds of activities uh, that are, uh, you know, praiseworthy and important uh, for human flourishing. Um, but that, 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 but it is good in itself, right? That is that that we are, we have the potential, right, to, yeah. to think uh, well and to know the truth, and we ought to develop that uh, potential, you know, insofar as we can, insofar as our both our personal abilities and circumstances permit. Uh, you know, you don't want to starve your kids while you're reading the Summa, uh, but uh, the at the same time, um, you know, you, you don't want to starve your mind either while you're, you know, watching uh, a pointless and godless TV program. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, uh, uh, that's, uh, uh, I think, uh, worth considering, just that sense of personal development. Especially as, as Catholics, the, the, the depth at which, you know, God is um, uh, involved in creation, um, mm-hmm. in salvation, that it's not simply a, 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 a sh- you know a shallow understanding will not suffice the human mind mm-hmm. you know uh, right. you know both both the depth of God and also the depth of the human mind uh, are starved if they're simply left at kind of this shallow uh, uh, shallow understanding so I mean and at the same time you know it doesn't mean that we're all called to you know uh, um, 
be you know professors in theology and philosophy sure. but at the same time we're supposed to call to to enter into that uh that deep mystery and and it's not just you know and yes it should be you know for our personal development but you know like you said it it's uh um, helps us um be equipped for things like service sure. um you know things like you know somebody asking you hey why do you do that you know why do you mm-hmm. catholics do that why do you you know, and not just to simply offer them a strict apologetic mm-hmm. um, answer, but but to offer them apologetic an apologetic answer uh, that has been lived out by you, that has been thought through sure. uh, by yeah. you. And I think many times, you know, that that that's something that's 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 key to you know really good apologetics is to be able to guide somebody, you know, through that thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're uh, one of the benefits. So if you think of it as good in itself, right, but then in addition to uh, it's being good in itself, um, it equips us, right, for additional goods, right? And yeah. one of them is how to serve others. Um, and, you know, they like say that could be in an apologetic and a, um, a, a sort of evangelistic way. Uh, but and it can also be, you know, just sort of uh, states of life kind of issues, you know, like yeah. how to be a better dad, how to be a better mom, Um you know, you might read something that makes you think, oh, you know, like this is something I should really think about improving or doing better or whatever. You know, um, uh, it could help you in your job, all, all sorts of things like that. Right. So that our our intellectual development it might help you understand the world around you better. You know, I mean, I think uh, <laughs> let's read know, about just, sin. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even, you know, sometimes, you know, especially uh, in a democracy, we're called on to vote on things. Right. Yeah. But very often we have a uh, wildly superficial understanding of the matters in which we're considered where we, we are, you know, compelled to make a decision on. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, read a, read a simple book about economics. That would actually probably be a good thing, you know. <laughs> like, you know, like we're uh, all the time um, told to um, to vote, and very often, you know, the, the the issues at hand are economic matters, and yeah. most of us don't know anything about economics at all, right? Uh, so, anyway, it's just that that sort of just being equipped to serve others, to do your duties, to carry out your state in life, um, it, you know, the intellectual life uh, helps with. But then, also in addition to that, just the last thing I want to say about the value of doing this uh, concerns. I think just uh, intellectual experience in itself, mm-hmm. that is it certainly, um, you know, um, intellectual formation develop equips us to serve others. It's good in itself, but it also uh, equips us to appreciate and to love others. One of the things I think that is just um, sort of endemic in our society is that we tend to only think about things insofar as they're useful or they give us pleasure. Yeah. Um, we very rarely think about things just in order to appreciate their own goodness, right? To yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah. their own dignity and beauty. And for myself, I think that's one of the deepest and best things that we can do. When I think the classical tradition talks about contemplation, mm-hmm. sometimes that that conversation can be uh, sort of narrowly construed, but I think we can take it in a broader sense, you know, um, thinking about the person that you love, um, you know, thinking about her qualities, those sorts of things um, that both sort of comes from love and can encourage love, right? Um, so it can be, you know, contemplation of another person. It can be a contemplation of, you know, nature, of uh, history, all those different things, you know, architecture and art, that the intellectual life really feeds our ability to appreciate uh, things around us and to love things around us. Yeah, and, and especially when, or especially for Catholics, this enters into, uh, uh, takes us deeper into our prayer life, you know, this, sure. this you know, there's that, you know, that natural contemplation of things, you know, like you said, which is healthy and good. 
Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're also called to, to something deeper and to bring this into mm-hmm. our prayer life. And the better that we can understand something, the better that we can love it rightly. Absolutely, um, yeah. Which I think is, you know, which I think is uh, uh, so important because even like, you know, those sometimes those um, economic or complex issues, they sure. uh, people take kind of just a superficial stance on them or they simply mm-hmm. uh, take a stance without knowing all the reasons or knowing all the things. It makes it difficult for them to explain it, explain their position or something like that. And in a similar way, you know, if we if we don't have, you know, a good understanding of who God is, of who Jesus is, uh, it, it, it makes it difficult to love him rightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that intellectual formation, you know, I think, you know, feeds, like you said, that the, the contemplation of things just naturally. Um, but also, you know, it leads us to a deeper prayer life. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when you when you know, when you get into, you know, um, um you know, Jesus is both human and divine and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you really start to understand, you know, uh, the love of God in a deeper way when you understand mm-hmm. who he actually is. Um, and, and it's something that, you know, cannot simply be reached, you know, um, uh, just through kind of a, um, a simple faith. I'm not saying that, you know, a, a, an intellectual life of faith is more better than say a mm-hmm. simple faith. Um, but what I'm saying is that, you know, the love of God is inexhaustible, and He wants sure. our whole being to enter into that, uh, sure. including our intellects, including our yeah. our minds to to get yeah, in there to appreciate yeah. it and love it. Sure, yeah, a simple faith is great, and in some ways, it should always be uh, yeah uh, simple, um, but it could always be uh, enriched further, right? Yeah, um, you know, and uh, uh, having those, um, you know, having the means to enrich it, to cultivate, to strengthen it, to edify it. Uh, those are all things um, that um, are worthy and can follow from uh, um, a robust intellectual life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, when we look around us, you know, many times the the thing that plagues our church has mm-hmm. been, you know, bad catechesis or lack of sure. catechesis or mm-hmm. superficial catechesis, you know, where we never mm-hmm. get beyond, you know, simply love your God, love your neighbor. Well, you uh, know, if the sure. human soul is seeking something deeper and is not finding it, the human soul will go somewhere else. That's uh, right. You yeah. know, and so that's where, you know, that's where we really need to, uh, you know, as parents, you know, uh, you know, look at it and say, okay, well, you know, what do we want for our kids? Where, where do we want our kids? Uh, uh, and we have to be the ones that help provide that, you know, and that first sure. means that we may have to uh, provide it for ourselves. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that and, and that lack of, of knowledge, that lack of sound ideas and clear thinking, uh, in some ways, um, is is less excusable now, maybe than in the past. I'm not sure how I think about that exactly, but it's certainly the case that there are many means available to us, right? Oh, yeah. For uh, developing this intellectual life, and 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 you know, there's at least three here, and we can kind of expand out on these. I want to bring to mind here, but. The three uh, obvious ones uh, are reading, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, second are adult formation uh, programs uh, that are widely available. Uh, and then also, um, you know, multimedia um, uh, opportunities like what we're doing right now. Um, you know, uh, we can kind of delve into these a little bit more um, in a few minutes, but are, uh, but the, the, you know, reading, you know, the books have never been cheaper or more easily available, and there's never oh, yeah. been a more diver- greater diversity of them. Uh, uh, in some ways, there's almost too many, <laughs> but the uh, 
But, you know, books are there and, and reading a book is something you should do every year as a grown up adult. Um, <laughs> if you have I mean, if you have the minimal time and uh, um, uh, intelligence to do so, right, you should read a book. Um, the uh, my grandmother, uh, who uh, was not uh, by any uh, stretch a, a scholar, read, you know, read her Bible every single year. Um, and I think, uh, that's something that's possible, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I know it's possible because it, it has been done. Uh, so reading is an obvious one. And again, like there's just so many good books, uh, out there and they're so inexpensive compared to the past and they can be delivered right to your door. Yeah. <laughs> right? In you two know? days. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, uh, there, uh, you know, reading is an obvious form of intellectual formation. Uh, another is adult formation opportunities, um, I know in my own diocese that there are a variety of opportunities. Um, um, you know, Catholic colleges offer opportunities. Uh, religious orders do. Uh, there are various, you know, uh, lay groups and lay initiatives that are out there uh, as well. Uh, so I think there's almost kind of a plethora of these things that you can plug into if you want. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 they've they they're they're tremendously affordable as well. You know, I know. Uh, um, compared to what used to be there even five years ago um mm -hmm. it's 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 amazing i mean the 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 thing you should suffer from is analysis paralysis you know because right. there are so <laughs> many uh choices out there uh of mm -hmm. what to do um but the but you know the the i think the the big thing is to 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 get started and to uh, uh stick stick to something and and uh, sure. go with it and, you know and one thing i found when i was uh when i worked as a as a dre at a parish was you know, many times we would we would um, do something for adults, and you know, we'd we'd get a a handful of people uh, that would come and try it out, and they're like, ah, I've never really done anything, and then they would try it out, and they would say, Wow, this is this is really good. Like I I like they they didn't realize. One person said to me, I didn't realize how hungry I was till I had just you know a little till I uh -huh. tasted a little bit, sure. and then I realized, uh -huh. Wow, I'm starving. Um, you yeah. know, and I think that's, you know, I think that's a, a true, uh, a true experience for a lot of people is, Absolutely. you know, once yeah. they get that little taste of, you know, uh, uh, a deeper intellectual understanding of something, mm -hmm. especially about the Catholic faith, um, uh, a question they've been struggling with or, or a family member has been struggling with, they really, uh, um, it really does something uh, uh, to them, you know, that, that, yeah. that being fed intellectually and spiritually, uh, uh, they feel it. Like it's a, sure. you know, it goes beyond a simple, you know, intellectual, ah, that was great. Right. <laughs> you know, like it was, sure. but they, 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 it's something they feel, you know, it's so important. Right. Well, what, uh, uh, yeah, that's absolutely true. I've seen that myself many times. Um, one aspect here, uh, one other just means, um, you know, is, is the sort of multimedia electronic uh, uh, means. Um, and, you know, that's kind of a two-edged sword. I think, you know, uh, um the internet and all these, uh, you know, multimedia sources can be kind of uh, a huge distraction. It can also be a wonderful resource. Um, you know, I encourage would encourage people to think about it and sort of like, uh, um, what do I want to consistently feed myself on for a given period of time, right? Yeah. So I found uh, because of my um, personal and professional arrangements, I do a good bit of commuting, like a lot of uh, uh, Americans. And, you know, I found that's a great time for me to listen to a book. I like listening to, to, to audiobooks uh, that feed my mind. Um, 
uh, or, uh, you know, picking one or two podcasts that you listen to on a regular basis or, you know, whatever it may be, uh, uh, something like that. Think, OK, well, I want this to be just kind of part of my life for the next yeah. four months, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, and, um, and and sort of sticking with it and doing it consistently. Um, you know, and, and one of the things, you know, I hope, when, you know, people are uh, for those who subscribe to classes at CSA, you know, one of the things, of course, you're welcome to look at the you know, watch the videos. But one of the things is that all of those are available, you know, just for download. Right. So you can just listen to them. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, I've listened to most of the classes or many of the classes. I haven't watched hardly any of them, but I listen to them because that's convenient. Right. It's something I can do, you know, when I'm uh, doing other things, um, when I'm. Um, uh, looking at, uh, um, you know, uh, when I'm, I'm working in the house or, or, or driving or, or whatever it may be. Yeah, no, I, I do the same thing. I, I have a, I have a good commute. And I remember reading an article that talked about how for the, for the modern man, the, mm -hmm. the car has become, you know, the, uh, contemplative cell, uh, <laughs> like the, or the monastic cell, you know, for, for the modern man. I mean, seriously, I mean, when you think about it, I, mean, I got uh, five kids in the car, on my way to work sure. is like the only time <laughs> where I'm like silent. alone and silent and in yeah. my little bubble. And so, yeah, I, I, I do the same thing. I, you know, I take that time for, um, for prayer, whether it be the rosary or some, or some mental prayer or, you know, um, listen to audio books, uh, or, you know, I even have an audio Bible, you know, a struggle for, you know, the modern person is, you know, this, uh, is time, you know, well, I don't sure. have time for it. Yeah. Well, if you, if you look, you know, between yeah. what, what media can do and between, mm -hmm. uh, the time that you do have, uh, mm -hmm. there, there's 15, there's 20 minutes, there's half an hour yeah. in there yeah. that we can find, you know, and I think that's, yeah. uh, uh, I think that's absolutely key. Uh, and like you said, you know, the, the, the multimedia, uh, the, the internet and all these things, it's important for us to yeah look at what we're what we're feeding our minds with the news cycle today the fact that we have just whether it be online or even on on TV I mean it's just constant politics you can mm -hmm. you could literally just watch nothing but politics uh, right, on TV right. or listen to nothing but politics on the radio healthy uh, right yeah so we're talking about <laughs> health today so I mean yeah it just usually turns you know if, if you do that it really just turns you into like an angry bitter person you know <laughs> and you hate everybody you know it's it's just it's maddening so you know it is one of those things and we'll talk about it in a little bit you know about dieting um, it is one of those things uh, where uh, um, we have to really take stock you know uh, not just, you know, in our personal growth, but, you know, what are we feeding ourselves? What are we feeding our children? Um, mm -hmm. You know, even, um, you know, we just took a trip and um, we got, uh, uh, it was, I think the drive is about 10 hours and we, we got an audio book for our kids and we're like, let's see how this goes. And we literally listened to, I think it was uh, eight and a half hours straight and we tried to pause it and the kids were like, no, turn it back on, you know. Like oh, they, wow. they, they, they were, they were able to, to, to really get into it, you know, and stuff. That's and so, great. I mean, we, you know, they didn't watch, you know, SpongeBob or some mindless uh, garbage <laughs> for eight and a half hours uh, while we're driving, but they, you know, they, they listened to a book, they were able to get into it. Uh, uh, and, you know, and, and here's the thing, much to our surprise, you know, and that's there the thing go. sometimes, you know, as adults, you know, especially when we're talking about our kids, we're like, ah, I don't know if they'll like that. So I'm not even going to try it. No, try right. it. <laughs> you know, right, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll surprise you. It, it really right, is right. amazing. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, Jason, what you're speaking to in terms of like some of the obstacles, some of the practical opportunities, uh, you know, and really the effective use of time. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, that's so important in trying, in just sort of our spiritual formation, our, our rule of life in general, right? Um, uh, uh, but especially in terms of trying to work in uh, intellectual um, development and intellectual growth. Um, one of the issues here, I think, is that you really actually have to have a plan. Yeah. Uh, you know, spend some time thinking about this. Um, for myself, I mean, it might be surprising. You know, I've been a, a philosophy professor for a good number of years, and so you might think, well, it's really easy for you to work in time for uh, for reading. And in a way, it is. It seems like I'm reading all the time, but most of the time, my reading is for classes, uh, not for its own sake, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's, uh, you know, I'm blessed in that the, the things that I'm reading are very often edifying or at least deep and interesting. Um, but uh, nevertheless, right, still, you know, there, there's all those same pressures and obstacles of uh, of modern life there. So I've tried to spend some time thinking about how you can execute this practically. Uh, and I, I think I have some maybe some ideas that are a little bit helpful here. One thing, uh, because I've been an academic, I've fallen into the practice, just a habit of thinking of the year in three parts. Okay. Uh, and I actually think this is really useful. Um, thinking about a one-year plan and trying to execute that one-year, that plan over a whole year is actually, I think, pretty darn challenging yeah. given the variety of things that are introduced during the course of a modern year. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think, I think in terms of semesters, right? So a spring semester, a summer, you know, period, and then a fall semester. So when you're thinking about what you want to do intellectually, right, uh, coming up here, what I what I would recommend to our, our listeners is uh, think about it as, you know, what are you going to do through the middle of May, right? Mm -hmm. That That's really your spring semester, beginning of May, somewhere around in there, right? So what are you going to do over the next four months or so to improve your life intellectually? And if, if you think about it in that block of time, you could say, okay, I can think in terms of four months. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's a little easier. Uh, and I can think, okay, well, what can I do concretely within those four months to improve my intellect, right? To grow uh, in my intellect. Um, so that would be one thing is I think, you know, have a finite period yeah. that you're thinking about, right? Um, <clears throat> that makes it uh, sort of, uh, I think, more concrete uh, and where you can see, you know, sort of uh, real progress, right? Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, kind of a uh, uh, taking a note from like um, St. Louis de Montfort, you know, we you could even kind of uh, uh, spiritualize this time if you want by picking a feast day you're going to end on. You sure. Know, yeah, find okay, find yeah. something, you know, find a find a feast day in May uh, mm -hmm. uh, or something like that. And, you know, have, take that saint, uh, whether it be Mary or somebody else, you know, mm -hmm. and, and say, I will, you know, I'm going to kind of reevaluate re how I how I did on this feast day I'm going to entrust this time to this saint to this mm. uh, to Mary in this way so yeah that's a great idea I like the idea that you have a, a, a particular day on which you're going to try to finish another thing I think it's uh, helpful here if you think about it in terms of four months is to pick a reasonable plan right yeah that is it's you know sometimes people are like well I'm going to read you know the Iliad and the Odyssey well, probably not. Right? Yeah. Have you skimmed yeah, one right. of them? That's, that's right. right. And you're going to get, you know, maybe 50 pages in and you're going to say, yeah, I, gotta, I can't keep, you know, you know, whatever, right? So don't do that, right? <laughs> do something that's actually reasonable. I remember one time talking to uh, somebody who was actually um, um, uh, a, a physical trainer uh, for athletes. And, and, and he said that just, you know, for the average person, he said, 
it's far better to do something, you know, moderately consistently uh, than to do something episodically that's dramatic, right? <laughs> uh, now, maybe that doesn't work for everyone. You know, psychologically, different people have different temperaments and so forth. But, yeah, yeah. but you know, doing the same thing a little bit on a consistent basis is way better than I'm going to read. The, I'm going to spend all weekend reading the Iliad, right? Uh, now, not that that's a bad way to spend the weekend, but <laughs> the uh, uh, if you have the circumstances. But um, it, you know, it's probably uh, better to just say, you know what, I'm going to try to read, um, you know, a uh, hundred pages in the week. Right. Yeah. Or you know, even 50 pages in a week or, you know, I, I, all I can do is read 15 minutes a day. Fine. Make it 15 minutes a day. Right. Or maybe there's just one day or two days a week that you can say, you know what, these on these two days, I can read for an hour in the morning this day and that day. Right. Fine. Yeah. If, that's, if that's what it is, do that. Just, you know, like do that, stick to it. Uh, and that would be the main thing. And your ability to stick to it. Right. And to do it consistently is going to is in a large way is going to be dependent upon. Um, the reasonability of your expectations, right? So yeah. again, right, you like you want to set reasonable expectations um, that you can actually fulfill in a consistent way. Uh, the other thing I'll mention with this is, you know, when you're when you're looking at, you know, what books to read, you know, you know yourself. So I mean, sure. uh, uh, the 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 plethora of options and and levels of reading about mm -hmm. the Catholic faith. Uh, or about even you know uh, philosophy, uh, or just mm -hmm. I mean we 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 could never have such a a, a wider array of of options you know so mm -hmm. you know don't start with you know you know if if you're trying to go into something maybe don't start with you know uh, you know Aristotle you know don't start with the primary sure. text but start maybe with you know uh, uh, something that's you know easier to read maybe even something that's you mm -hmm. know on the popular level I mean there's so many and there's so many good right. books out there as well. Uh, so, right. you know, when choosing the, you know, choose the right books as well. And then once mm -hmm. you kind of get your, your feet wet with some of these issues, then you can get into uh, a lot, uh, a lot more difficult text. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a, it's a great suggestion. Uh, you know, sort of, uh, you don't like, you know, maybe you want to run a marathon eventually, right? Uh, <laughs> Start with some a 5K. <laughs> reason that somebody <laughs> likes to do that kind of thing. But anyways, uh uh, let's say that for some reason you want to run a marathon. You don't probably start the first time, right? You know, like oh, I'm gonna go run a marathon today. <laughs> right? Like, you know, you might die. I don't yeah. Know, right? um, but uh, uh, but yeah, you sort of start. Okay, let's do something. Let's do something reasonable. You know, uh, let's do a 5K or something like that, right? That you can work up to. Um, one last thing I think uh, is oftentimes I think people are overly hard on themselves about this kind of thing. Yeah. And so they set up uh, sort of themselves for failure by thinking that, you know, if I don't just get it perfectly, you know, if I'm not done, if I haven't executed my, if I've missed my plan a couple of times, then I might as well just, you know, well, whatever. I might as well just start over next year. Right? Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. Whatever, you know? It's October. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, and uh, uh, this is kind of a corny saying, but I like it anyways. Uh, that you see from a lot of self-help kind of people, which is uh, progress, not perfection. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's true. I mean, like, if you're going for perfect, you're going to lose or be self tragically self-deceived. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, just, you know, to, like, you know, have reasonable expectations for yourself. Um, you know, apply yourself, try to do well. Um, don't give up just because you failed <laughs> a little bit, you know. Uh, um, and, and I think you'll see some some progress. And I think that goes to, to another point with... Uh with any endeavor that's that that's actually beneficial for you there's going to mm -hmm. be an a, there's going to be an amount of suffering to it 
Sure. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> if you've ever been to college, you know that there's, you know, a lot of suffering in college. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a lot of, well, there used to be more, but I don't know about today, but that's another yeah. podcast. But uh, there's a, a the, you know, when you're trying to like really, and you know, to, to enter intellectually grasp something, uh, there's a, mm. there's an amount sure. of, of wrestling that needs to go with it. You know, so even if you're like, I don't really know what I'm, I, I don't understand everything I'm reading, you know, mm. I should just give up. Well, you know, no, right. like, you know, wrestle with that, you know, find, you know, and that's the other thing is, you know, because we have things like the internet and stuff, if, if we're reading something and we don't understand it, we can easily hop online and try to find out more information about that little particular issue or that little uh, particular thing. Sure. You know? right. And so, I mean, like, you know, understand that, you know, the, the best things uh, uh, that are going to be beneficial to us are going to involve an amount of suffering. Uh, and sure. that is good for you. That's fine. You know? yeah. There, there, there's something wrong with a society that will do anything to alleviate all suffering. Um, you know <laughs> there's we, something deeply wrong uh, a yeah. really good book about that <laughs> <laughs> that's right is walker percy's novel the thanatos syndrome right <laughs> uh and, and he does a great job of talking about what it looks like to have a society that tries to eliminate all suffering uh and it's horrific <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know? yeah it's maddening i think yeah. that's one of the biggest things not to get too far off topic but i mean i think that's one of the biggest things that parents need to teach their kids you know is how to suffer well um, mm-hmm. Whereas many times, you know, as parents, we try to alleviate our children's suffering. Um, but if we do, if we are willing to do anything to alleviate our children, all of our children's suffering, well, then, you know, when our kids grow up, they're going to do the same thing and they will do anything sure. to alleviate yeah. all of their suffering. You know, yeah, uh, it's just maddening. Right. Life is full of suffering, you know, so, <laughs> and, you know, not to be, t- <laughs> wait, I thought we were talking about happy things, you know. No, like, <laughs> It is because that suffering is redemptive, you know. These are good things, you know. This just became the Arthur Schopenhauer pessimism. <laughs> wow, that took a quick turn. No, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, like in anything, I mean, I tell my students when when they were getting to read philosophy for the first time, not exactly that, but something very like it. Like, there's going to be times where this is hard, or it doesn't seem super interesting, or whatever, and that's just got to be okay, right? Yeah, like, you know. Uh, um, anything where, like, say, anything worthwhile is going to involve some pain, some suffering, some boredom, uh, whatever, and you and you just do it anyways, right? Um, right. And, and, and uh, again, is, and again, if we right. know, if we know the end, uh, the suffering right. makes sense. You know, the athlete yeah, knows sure. the end, so the suffering makes sense. The Catholic, as a Catholic, we should know the end, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so the reason why we suffer through these things, you know, is because uh, because we know the end. That's right. Uh, so I want to make this. Uh, um, uh, try to make this uh, fairly concrete here. I want to sort of outline a possible plan that somebody could follow. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is just a possible plan. That, you know, there there are other means and other uh, approaches to take here. But one thing I think you could do is decide, okay, over the next four months, right? So into the beginning of May, uh, I'm going to read two books cover to cover, right? Yeah. Two whole books, right? <laughs> um uh, this isn't, you know, the, as I say, the only way to do it, but I think it's a, it's a, it's, it, it's uh, just challenging enough to read two, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe make one of them small and one of them larger, whatever. Okay, uh, but just, you know, try to read uh, two books. I think that's a reasonable expectation, um, uh, just enough to to stretch yourself. Um, make them books that aren't directly associated with what your what with your work. Yes. Right. Yes. So, you know, don't make them accounting books if you're an accountant. Uh, for myself, even um, uh, I, this can apply in terms of, you know, reading books that maybe involve philosophy, 
but that um, that don't um, um, that don't bear on say a class I'm teaching, right? Right, right, right. Uh, but just something that I'm generally uh, interested in. Um, Another thing is I think you need to read an old book, at least one <laughs> old book, right? It needs uh, to be like – uh, you know, Lewis said uh, – C.S. Lewis said that you should read two old books for every new book you read. Um, and I think that's not because there's something inherently better about the past uh, as much as it is that it it, it teaches us to um, appreciate language we're not used to, appreciate ideas uh, that maybe are, are, are somewhat different. And it also happens to be the case that, uh, you know um, – that we live in a less Christian society than we did then, uh, less sane society. Uh, um, uh, so, uh, and that way it might give you sort of just a kind of startle us out of our kind of assumed our assumptions about what all decent people are like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we have strong, we have a strong kind of prejudice towards presentism, right? Um, and you know, reading old books kind of shakes us from that. I, I think it's interesting to read an old Catholic book. Um, but but one that's sort of unedited, right? And so it leaves in the the the, the tough parts, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, challenging parts, right? Like like you know uh, you know read read Saint John Vianney on um, uh, you know Saint John Vianney, right? So if I remember correctly, Jason's the patron saint of parish priests. Yep, yep. Right. So you know, like read something like uh, uh, his uh, 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 sermon on hell. Right. Um, that, that, that would be, uh, uh, something you're not going to hear very often. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's part of the Catholic tradition and, uh, by the patron saint of Paris priest. Right. So, uh, you know, look, it's, that's kind of interesting. Right. I think yeah. it's worth kind of reading that. maybe applicable. Uh, because you know, that's right. We tend to, we tend to just sort of think, I mean, whatever, however you feel about these, these kinds of matters, uh, in terms of church development and church in, internal church conflict, we tend to just sort of have a prejudice towards the present, right? We just don't oh, yeah. read things that are from you know 1650 or 1750 or whatever it may be or 1950 uh, yeah. yeah or 1950 that's right <laughs> <laughs> the way h is so read an old book uh and then you should read something and uh, at least one of those books should be something in philosophy or theology yeah. um you know i think i think you know one doesn't have to always read in philosophy or theology <clears throat> but i think that that should be a steady diet right yeah uh, maybe you know let's say that you that you're not particularly um uh, motivate in that area just you know switch it off right you know one semester do a philosophy book the next semester do a theology book and then just kind of go back and forth if you like let's say you really like history some people really like history you know fine read history books uh that's great you know read a church history maybe right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that would be a good thing to read and there's plenty of popular accessible church histories now yep um the um um you know or you know it's perfectly fine to read plenty of secular history you know uh uh, I, I benefit a lot. I'm, I'm particularly interested in military history and I, I've actually learned a lot about the world. Um, just really reading for, for more than a decade in military history. Um, that just has nothing to do with my job whatsoever. It's just interesting. <laughs> to me. Um, and, uh, so if that's kind of something that you like, then that's great, you know? Uh, so whatever it may be, you know, uh, economics, psychology, uh, those sorts of things. Um, but I think some philosophy and theology should be a steady part of that. So if you're going to read, if you're going to do this thing where you read two books over the next four months, one of them should be a philosophy book or a theology book. Yeah, um, and, I, and I think it's because they they deal with the highest questions. Sure. Um, yeah. You know mm -hmm. the the you know whatever else you read, they 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 probably won't deal with you know such high high questions. You know. Sure. Um, yeah. And it's important for the human person to ask those. You know, 
Uh, it's that examined life that that needs to be uh, lived, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what are some, do you have any uh, suggestions when it comes to uh, uh, these uh, reading some uh, maybe some philosophy books? Sure, I think there's a lot there. Um, um, people who have uh, been connected or following CSA for a while uh, might uh, go back and look. Uh, there's a blog post. Um, I think it was maybe the first or second blog post. Uh, that we did uh, on, you know, five books that every new um, philosophy student should uh, read. Uh, so I'd recommend that. That that includes uh, books like um, Happiness and Contemplation by Joseph Pieper. So I think Pieper is a great sort of first read, first step into uh, Aquinas. So Happiness and Contemplation uh, would be one. Leisure as the Basis of Culture. And then also a brief reader on the virtues of the human heart. All three of those are by Joseph Pieper. I think they're excellent. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're, they're, he's a nice writer. He's a good writer. Uh, uh, he stimulates the mind. Um, uh, those sorts of things. And many, and many of, a, of his books are are very accessible. Like they're right. they're they're small. So hey, they're, yeah, they're small, they're small. And they're very inexpensive. Yeah, right. So yeah, but they're you but they read two of those. You'd be like, I'm done, Doctor Smith. I, I read yeah, that. It's I, February. No, but they're but but they're so good. They're they're I I I second everything you just said. I mean, the Peepers books are just outstanding. You know, yeah, uh, especially especially if I've you want multiple times. Yeah, yeah, and especially if you want to dive into Thomas Peepers, mm-hmm. uh, I I think the best place to begin. Sort of on the uh, the same sort of level. You know, I um, out of probably the five people that have influenced me the the most over the years, I'd probably include C.S. Lewis. Um, you know, uh, I know he wasn't a Catholic author, but uh, I think a great thinker, a great communicator, uh, very clear, always stimulating, um, neat insights uh, into yeah. things. Um, I especially recommend um, his books, uh, The Great Divorce and uh, The Screwtape Letters. Uh, both of those are, are quite philosophical, quite theological, um, uh, and I think they're just worthy of uh, uh, of a lot of consideration. Maybe a lot of uh, maybe a step deeper uh, would be, or sort of just sort of more challenging yeah. would be uh, some of the books uh, by Ed Fazer. Uh, I particularly admired his work. Um, uh, two books in my, uh, come to mind here. Uh, one is uh, his book, The Last Superstition, uh, which I recommended in that that blog. Uh, it's um, it's a kind of punchy book. It's meant to be, uh, but he uses Thomistic ideas really to combat and refute um, the new atheism. So the kinds of things that are uh, you know propagated by people like uh, Sam Harris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, he has a book uh, that's probably even better, uh, called, just called Aquinas, and it's just an introduction to uh, Thomas Aquinas. Now it starts to get fairly technical, um, but it's it's still an introductory book. So yeah. it will if you've never read any philosophy, it will stretch you. I'd probably recommend Peeper first, and then maybe you know after you've read those three books on Peeper, then kind of move into uh, what uh, Fazer's introduction to Aquinas. Very good, very solid. It will stretch you, but it, it's it's good. In terms of older books, though, there you know there are older books that are accessible, and anytime you read an older book, uh, especially you know, you know, just because I recommend it. For reading doesn't mean I, I recommend every idea that's contained in it, right? <laughs> uh, sometimes it's just worth cha- worth reading because there are challenging ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and we could think through it, or it's a mixed bag. So one of those I would I would say that's every everybody should read. And at one time, every gentleman read were the Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, uh, those are accessible. I think they're interesting. There, there's some parts where it's a little dry, a little redundant. 
But overall, I find it uh, worthy of consideration. There's plenty in, in Stoic philosophy that you're going to end up rejecting, especially as a Christian. But um, there's plenty that you're also going to think, hey, you know, that really resonates. That really challenges me. That's interesting he thinks about it that way, right? Uh, the meditations are really meditations. They're broken up into these little kind of paragraph, three or four paragraph kind of statements. So you, it's the kind of thing that if you wanted, you could just read two pages and be done. Be right? done. You know, yeah. day, right? Say, oh, I read two pages of meditations. That's it. Uh, then you could work through that at a pretty steady pace. Something similar is by the philosopher Epictetus. He has a book called The Handbook. It's even shorter than The Meditations. It's really great and accessible. Um, you know, uh, certainly, uh, I think the Confessions of Augustine are something that every Christian ought to read at some point in his life. Yeah, probably um, multiple times. Yeah, probably multiple <laughs> times. And it really is accessible. Most of it uh, towards the end, there is a. Uh, I think it's Book Ten, maybe. I, I'm not remembering exactly, but. Um, where uh, you know he starts to talk about time and eternity. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. kind of philosophical, more of a philosophical um, uh, reflection. That part's kind of hard slogging. Uh, but the but the rest of it, it really isn't. Uh, the rest of it is, I think, you know, um, uh, moving and interesting. So those would be some suggestions that that I, I would make to as far as what you could read. Uh, now let's get into our diet plan. You know, <laughs> right. what what should we what should we avoid uh, 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 in this time? So yeah, this is. I mean, if you think about uh, health as the analogy here a little bit uh, yeah, yeah. that we've been uh, toying around with, or getting in shape and that kind of thing, um, you know, the uh, you know exercise is great, but I think anybody who's tried to say lose weight or uh, anything like that recognizes the diet's just way more important. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, right? Uh, so all the things positive that we've been talking about are great, and and uh, should be done. But, you know, avoiding the fourth donut. <laughs> I'm sorry, avoiding the third donut. I'm trying to prove here. Uh, right? Uh, but avoiding certain bad things, right, I think is as important as what we put in and what we do. Oh, yeah. Um, and this, you know, I mean, I, I think that people of goodwill can disagree uh, a little bit on, 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 on sort of how you emphasize this and the, the degree to which you do it. And I think lots of times people have animated conversations uh, about this topic, and understandably so. Um, uh, and people, I think at different times of their lives, maybe, uh, take this to different, um, extent. Um, for my own part, I think that you're better off erring on the side of, uh, avoiding poison yeah. than having, uh, just the right amount of poison. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of, you can kind of see where I'm coming from with this, but, uh, I, I think that, you know, if you think about your intellectual life, um, there are uh, plenty of ideas, ways of thinking um, that, in fact, are not good for us. In fact, yeah. that lead to error, that lead to confusion uh, and ambiguity. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I think it's important maybe to know about those ideas. So you don't want to sort of like maybe put yourself in a bubble. That's kind of a metaphor sometimes people use. Um, at the same time, I think you need to be thoughtful about how much you're appropriating ideas that, in fact, are uh, either erroneous or uh, impious um, as well, right? Um, so, uh, uh, you know, our philosophy, in some ways, philosophy is everywhere, uh, you know. Uh, it's, <laughs> and yet it's nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's right, yeah. You know, we, we act as if, oh, there's no philosophy around. Well, actually, philosophy is everywhere. Philosophy yeah. is uh, in our social structures. It's in the choices we make. It's in our economic structures. 
Uh, it's in uh, our media culture, uh, to be sure. Um, you know, uh, th there's all sorts of things out there um, that 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 communicate ideas that are either you know sort of contrary to the gospel or contrary to right reason. And I think we have to think be pretty serious about it. You know, I mean, w when I say this kind of thing, sometimes people think, "Oh, you're being puritanical." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I, I don't think that that's a great <laughs> adjective myself, but you're being, you know, sort of rigid and afraid or something like that. I'm not afraid, uh, uh, except in the way that I'm kind of afraid of of falling off of the top of a building. Um, it's reasonable to not want to fall off the top of a building. I think. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so I, um, uh, I I know that these evil ideas, these um, uh, problematic ways of thinking are out there. To some degree, studying them is one thing that's useful. Sure. I've actually spent a lot of time studying them. Um, but imbibing them is sort of different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It <laughs> right? is. Than just studying them, right? So, you know, if somebody who's uh, thoughtful and serious, you know, wants to read some Friedrich Nietzsche... I think go for it. I mean, I've I've spent a lot of time reading him. And so it's one thing to read Friedrich Nietzsche. It's another thing to to sort of carelessly imbibe the ideas and beliefs uh, that are portrayed in contemporary movies uh, and um, uh, TV series, right? Oh yeah. Um, and there's a ton of these ideas out there. If you're just to kind of think about them a little bit, you know, the the individualism, the self importance, yeah. uh, the vanity. Uh, I mean, you just listen to a pop song. So much pop music is simply about how how great I am. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's just in one way or other, either how beautiful you are, how sexy you are, how tough you are, or whatever it is. It's just constant vanity. Um, did you mention to... Did you mention vanity? It really is. It, it is. It is the embodiment of, of vanity. And you know, like the, especially, I mean, like you, like they say many times, you know, the the artistic expressions are kind of, you know, uh, stem from kind of the soul of a society. Um, yeah, that's, that, that, that's us today. Uh, full of, mm. full of vanity, self-importance, individualism, right. uh, Epicurean in our, uh, um, right. seeking of I, I pleasure. Give Epicurus a bad name, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we we put him to shame. Some, that's right. Yeah, uh, uh, crazy ideas about freedom, um, and, yeah. and it's obviously about sexuality, but even beyond sort of the obvious things about sexuality, like the just, you know, sort of uh, biblical views about uh, men and women, uh, about uh, the kinds of views that John Paul II developed about complementarity. You know, I remember 20 years ago, those being lively parts of the Catholic conversation. Yeah. I, I hear almost nothing about them today, right? It's e even among circles where I would anticipate that they would be. Uh, it seems as if that language of complementarity, of, di of role differentiation, of those sorts of things has almost completely disappeared. Um and that's that's a I think that's a serious loss, um, and I think to a large degree that comes from just accommodating ourselves to the broader culture, um, you know, just more more at a more superficial level, you know, things about you know you hear people oh you got to follow your passion well maybe not right <laughs> depends on what your passion is right your passion might be really bad right um, or, or that you got to be yourself, or you be you. No, probably maybe not, right? You might. I mean, actually, I'm a fallen sinner. I I, I don't want to be me. I, I want I want I want to be more like a saint. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I want to be, be more like Jesus, so, right? Which means 
the New Testament tells me, I think, something along the lines of means me being less and less and, and him being more and more, I think, right? Yeah, Isn't yeah, it's, it's somewhere in there. Yeah, whether we uh, uh, intentionally do it or we just kind of have, you know, mm. uh, that stuff on passively in the background or something like that, whether it be music or TV or um, well, I'm watching this show, but, you know, I know the difference and blah, 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 all those things. Like what you feed into your body affects you. Um, not, sure. not everything that, that, that is a conscious dis- decision on your part. Uh, you don't necessarily get to allow, well, this will affect me. I will indulge right. in this yeah. and this will right. not right. affect me. No, everything right. will affect you. And so I think, mm-hmm. you know, a good, um, you know, something to, to look at, you know, something that, it, or at least has made a big difference in my life is looking at things proportionately. Uh, cause mm-hmm. many times, you know, I'll be doing some, yeah, I do spiritual reading, but it's like, oh, well. I watch four hours of TV a day and I do 15 minutes of spiritual reading. Well, you know, that, you know, when you look at it proportionally, you're like, Oh, good night. You know, uh, that, that's what's wrong with me. You know? So I think, you know, uh, do uh, examining, um, kind of, uh, those things you do in your life, not to, uh, you know, uh, uh, say that it is all bad. Like you said, not to condemn everything or be puritanical or whatever, but, uh, but to look at it proportionately, you know, what am I feeding my soul? Uh, um, mm-hmm. it's a great question. One last thing, um, if you're looking, if you are looking for a good book, is uh, Cardinal Sarah's book, "The Power of Silence." It, it's absolutely phenomenal, um, uh, and he has this great quote in here. Uh, I have where he says, um, "Sounds and emotions detach us from ourselves, whereas silence always forces man to reflect upon his own life." Um, and so, I think it's it's also one of those things that we need to build into. Uh, our our year or even you know this this you know if we're trying to you know even this intellectual formation you have to allow Mm -hmm. some time of silence you know you do the you know you know maybe you know especially if you're if you're doing if you're reading something spiritual don't just say oh i did my 15 minutes and you know uh walk away and immediately enter into some other art uh, or some other work or something like that but no sit sit with it for a second um uh, process, let your brain process it for a little bit and, and give, give silence, uh, you know, um, that time. So I, I want to throw that in there that, you know, the, I think with, with all of this, um, there has to be those periods of silence, uh, that, that complement uh, our, our prayer life, our reading and all of that. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, uh, you're right. I mean, um, uh, study for its own sake, uh, doesn't make us holy or good. Um, uh, it's an important aspect, I think, of of, uh, of growing. In a way, that similarly, being fit and being strong doesn't make you uh, good or make your life good necessarily, right? Um, yeah. But at the same time, it is it's it's a it's a powerful. Um, it is a, it is it is something that contributes to the goodness of your life. I think in powerful ways. Yeah, and I think especially like we had talked about, you know, with the intellectual junk food that's out there. I think one of the, mm-hmm. one of the, the, the biggest things that, that plagues us is just the consistency at which noise is on. Sometimes instead of trying to just sort through all of it, we just need to be quiet. You know, we just, need to, <laughs> right. we just need to, you know, abstain from all of it, you know? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. I think yeah, those I are all, uh, any final thoughts, Dr. Smith? Well, I think there's a lot there. I think there's, you know, uh, we could probably say some things about, um, you know, maybe one of the main obstacles, obviously, is the, the claim we don't have enough, have enough time. I think that opens up um, some questions just for thought about priorities and yeah. um, and and how we choose to spend our time, how we ch- choose to spend our energy. 
um, and, and a certain amount of simplicity, um, you know, that should characterize Christian life. That, that, you know, that opens up a broader, I think, conversation about simplicity. But just one, one final thought here is just to think about, you know, a lot of how we create and pursue goodness in our lives um, has to do with the way in which we spend our time and energy. Time and energy, in a lot of ways, are uh, are, mo- are some of our most precious commodities. Despite, yeah. You know, can speak metaphorically here, um, and um, they are finite commodities. And time is a uh, is a decreasing commodity for each of us because yeah. we're each going to die at some point. Uh, again, not to be morbid, but it's just true, right? <laughs> and and so you know, we can one way to think about it is how do I want to spend my time? How do I want to spend my energy uh, in this brief? you know, life that God has given us. Uh, and I think, um, you know, um, uh, intellectual development, contemplation, appreciation for the world that you can develop through um, uh, your intellectual life um, are far better ways to spend your time uh, and your energy uh, than in things that are, are, are you know, sort of um, ultimately either destructive or uh, uh, useless. Very good. There's a lot to lot to think about there, and uh, hopefully, we've given our, our listeners um, some practical tips, but also some good direction into you know coming up with ways uh, to develop themselves intellectually over the next year. In the meantime, check us out at CatholicStudiesAcademy.com. We offer courses in philosophy and theology. There's a lot of free content on there, and then you can also subscribe to our courses. So until next time, God bless.